nice sounding track. Pretty catchy, right? You're probably wondering, why is it so catchy? You know one of the reasons why it's so catchy? Because Joel Jimenez is drumming on that track. That's right. He's actually the drummer on the whole Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys album, which that song is from. That song is called Everybody's Buying It. Highly recommend you check that out. Joel Jimenez, Joel Berg from Kill Tony is the guest on Jeremiah Wonders today. And I could not be more excited to share this with you. I know I always say that, guys, but again, a lot of love went into this episode. Uh, Joel is one of my best friends. I work with him every week on Kill Tony. And it was a lot of fun to be able to hang out with him in a different capacity and kind of interview him. I got to know him a little bit more. You guys will get to know him more on this episode. And it's super fun. You're probably wondering why it sounds like I might be whispering a little bit. It's because I am, just a little bit. I am in Phoenix, Arizona right now recording this intro. And everybody's asleep. It's uh, 4.14 in the morning. And I want to make sure that this episode gets out in time. I'm recording on Sunday. And I wanted it to come out in time by Monday. So yeah, I want you guys to get your Jeremiah Wonders fix on time. But I had a good week, guys. I hope you guys have been having a good week so far. We'll get into the Joel episode very soon. I got some some cool cool segments and things uh, planned before we get into that. But I had a good week. I, I wanted to uh, share some things that are going on right now in my life with you guys. I did some spring cleaning with my wife, and uh, that was... Whew, I haven't done spring cleaning in years, and it was a freaking task. Trying to get the life in order, and sometimes you got to start at the home base and then make sure everything else is in order from that point on. But one of the things I did this week was I was going through a lot of old stuff. And as you know, on this uh, podcast recently, I was hooked up by Bronx Born Pizza with uh, new equipment, and Jeremiah Wonders is going to have video soon that's going to be released on YouTube. Very excited about that. Getting closer and closer to doing uh, like at least a beta test soon of an episode. And so I had an old, you know, Mac G5 tower that had been sitting next to my desk that I hadn't been really been using for years. And uh, I got like a keyboard together, a mouse, the tower, and I threw it up on Facebook. I said, hey... I want to give this away. I want to donate this. I want, uh, you know, that was what I wanted to do for my kindness challenge this week. I want to give somebody like an older computer of mine because I got blessed with a new computer. So why not? Why not give to somebody else who's in need of it? So as soon as I posted it, got a lot of comments. People started messaging me. Hey, can you donate it to this organization? Hey, um, I'm a student. Uh, This would really help me out. Could I use it? Because it had editing software on it, like Final Cut Pro and different stuff like that. And I just told myself I was just going to give it to the first person that I personally knew. And it was uh, an old buddy who was a comic friend of mine from back in the day. I used to do a lot of open mics with him. He hit me up. He said he could pick it up later that day before I went to, to drive to Phoenix the next morning. And it felt good, guys. Uh, he picked it up. He said he needed it. And... Uh, I hooked it up, gave him some Steakum coupons left over from <laughs> the weight gain challenge and some other random electronics that 
that were in my house that I was trying to 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 give away and uh, pay forward. It's so funny. I think that he actually needed it, but it was just one of the funny visuals. Like people are hitting me up telling me how they really need it for school and their organizations and, and different stuff that all are very worthy causes. And I help him out to his car and he's driving a Corvette. <laughs> it is just one of those things where it's like, well, I guess the early bird gets the worm. You know what I mean? He was the first one and he said he needed it. So I wanted to, I, I'm not, I didn't see the Corvette and I was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to give this to somebody else, but, uh, uh, I hope that he gets good use out of it. But it was just one of those funny things where it's like, I don't know why, but I thought, I imagined like this was going to be like a really crappy car or something. <laughs> it's a Corvette. <laughs> Anywho, it's working. The kindest challenge is, is freaking working guys. Uh, I, speaking of cars, I actually had to figure out something with my car. My, so I've always been on my mom's insurance plan in Kansas and she just updated it because she uh, she got married a while ago. So she had to put her, her new husband on and stuff like that. And they found out that I'm married now. And now I have to get my own insurance, which is no longer Kansas. And I had to switch my tags and get new registration and all that stuff. And my car is so old that I don't even know if it's worth to update it because I have to. it's going to fail a smog check. The catalytic converter is already done on that thing. I don't know how, like, what's the smarter thing for me to do is, you know, maybe lease a new car or try to buy, like, uh, I want to get, like, a Prius or something that's efficient on gas. I also don't have a lot of money, though. So if you have any advice for me, if you're a car person, tell me what you think I should do because I'm all ears. And I also have to do it in the next 72 hours because the insurance is going to lap on Wednesday. So there you go. That's going to be something fun to deal with at the beginning of this week. But I went to, um, I went to, to Phoenix, like I said, uh, with, uh, the Kill Tony crew this weekend. And I did, I wanted to do something special for Joel because Joel's one of my best friends. And like I did on the Pat Reagan episode, I asked a couple people what they thought about Joel. And Joel is a big part of Kill Tony, so I wanted to start by asking what Tony Hinchcliffe thought of our friend Joel Jimenez. Every once in a while in this, you know, art form and business of comedy and goofing around and having fun, you get to meet somebody really special and really cool, and it inspires you because you get to watch them, and they remind you of you, and it reminds you of where you were and what you have and how promising someone can be or whatever, and... Joelberg is one of those guys that inspires me just as much as Richard Pryor or Jim Carrey because I see a guy that's funny and that has a spark and has a natural intangible talent for making people laugh and it's priceless it only happens once so every many years where you find someone like that who's fucking hilarious who's cool, who gets it who listens and can make jokes based off of what's right in front of them and ever since he started on Kill Tony, people started chanting his name and he became his own character and huge part of the show because when you're really funny, that's just the type of respect that you get. 
And there's a lot of justice in this world for people like Joel Berg, where people can find comedy from anywhere, and it's coming at you from a thousand different directions. And then all of a sudden, there's this underdog who's, you know, all of a sudden doing live shows in front of a hundred people plus instead of working at a skate park. And he's got a chance, and he's taking the ball, and he's running with it. And I think it inspires everybody, including myself. Uh, so here you go. It's Strollberg. Man, I loved I loved hearing all that nice stuff uh, from Tony. You know, he 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 may get a uh, a rap as as a guy who roasts people, and uh, who could be this like this this personality that could be mean to other people in, in that roasting vein, a tough guy. But he's like, man, he, he's he's been so good to me and and Joel and. Uh, you know, everybody affiliated with Kill Tony and, and just any friends in the comedy scene in general. So I really appreciate those kind words uh, that, that Tony said about Joel Jimenez. And I want to ask our boy Patty Reagan what he thought about Joel Jimenez. Um, I first met Joel at an open mic and he came up to me and he said, uh, he said, man, it, I, I hear drum beats to your songs. And if you ever want to, uh, if you ever want uh, someone to, to play music with, um, I'm your guy, basically, and uh, and then we 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 stayed in touch and we were friends and uh, booked like a time in like a practice studio, and we had like some initial practices, and then ever since then we've literally just spent so much time together. It's insane. Like I was his ride for to and from so so much stuff that we did together. We've made so much stuff together. Um, he's unbelievably talented. He's like he's like he's talent. He's he's a he's a multi hyphenate. You know, I mean, he's he can. He can, uh, he can, he can make art, and he can. He's hilarious, uh, just in conversation. He makes everyone around him. He he brings light into a room. You know, he brings light around, around people. And uh, yeah, I love you, Joel. I know I've done bad things. And finally, I want to ask Brian Redband what he thought of Joel Jimenez. I want to round out, get a Kill Tony vibe, so you guys get a feel for what, you know, you know Joel from the Kill Tony show, so I want you guys to know what, you know, the cast of Kill Tony thinks of Joel, so let's round it out with Brian Redband. You know, Joel is an interesting guy, like, one of the biggest egos of any guy I've ever, ever met. Like, I remember one of the first times I ever talked to him, he was talking about himself, he actually said, I've never seen a greater monster or miracle than myself. And I'm like, that's an ego on a guy. One good thing about him, though, is that he's one of the only friends I have that doesn't look bad without a shirt on. You know, like, he has a really good shaved body. Like, no hair at all. Dark nipples. And, like, when he dresses up as a girl, which he often does on the show Kill Tony, I'm actually kind of, you know, I stand back and I go, man, if it wasn't for that fucking ego... We could turn this guy around, but no, he's a good guy, man. I love, I love Joel. He's, uh, you know, mostly sorry on Twitter because of his ego. Uh, mostly sorry that you haven't met him earlier, you know. But uh, yeah, he's a good one. Red Band. <laughs> it was so hard for me to not laugh while he was saying all that stuff, such ridiculous stuff, and I thought it was, it was such a funny perfect way to contrast what Tony and, and, and Pat said about Joel. It was beautiful. 
This episode today is obviously is brought to you by uh, Bronx Born Pizza. They hooked me up with that equipment. I'm forever grateful to Thomas Schiffer for helping me out. And like I said, video will be coming soon. So check them out at Bronx Born Pizza on Instagram. My buddy Gino over at Speedweed, of course. With that sticky, icky, that ganja, that green, green, the blue, the, the, the whole thing that make you feeling good on that green. <laughs> Gets you to where you need to be with that marijuana delivery service. Hit up at Speedweed on Twitter. And OG sponsor, another one, Joe's Pizza LA on Sunset in West Hollywood, right next to the comedy store. Grab a slice. They sponsor the pizza party segment every week. And uh, this is an interesting one. We have uh, a new sponsor to the show, at GDP underscore clothing on Instagram. Check out their page. They wanted me to do something special. They wanted me to surprise Joel with some t-shirts from their company. They sent a nice care package for the Kill Tony guys. And here's a segment where I surprise Joel with shirts from Great Dane Planet Clothing right before me, Pat, and Joel drove to Phoenix. Walking towards Joel. Hey, Joel. Yeah. I've got a surprise for you. Okay, cool. Our Where's buddies that? from oh, Great Dane sweet. Planet Clothing. Dope, hell yeah. If you want to open it right now. Yeah, would it wear which one? Which one is? Yo, they're all labeled. Okay, cool. And you can read that. Let me see. Hold this. Oh wait, cool. So, the, all right. Thank you so much for the love, brother. Just knowing you guys dig the threads makes my day. You, Pat, and Joel are a true inspiration. Thank you for keeping me smiling. Keep up all the hard work. Much love, Dylan. GDP. P.S. Please give the white long sleeve Pablo XL to my man Malcolm. Hell yeah, that's rad. Pat and Joel, baby. That's awesome, dude. What if you found out this is like where you found out I couldn't read? <laughs> the letter. I can't read. Like, you're, like you're, um. You're like struggling. He says, "Hey, I hope you like the stuff." What's that bottom? Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> ah, that's awesome. I almost fell over. That's great. Wait, what is that bottom one, Joel? It's a uh, the it's the new it's the Joelberg T-shirt. Is that the first official Joelberg oh shirt that God. somebody made for you? That's fucking sick, dude! Wow, thanks a lot. That's amazing. I loved hearing how happy Joel was to to get his first Joelberg official T-shirt. You know, that's a special moment in in, in your career, getting your own T-shirt, getting it from somebody who's sending it to you who just appreciates and loves what you're doing. Man, that's a good feeling. I got a uh, uh, a saxophone hat that I've been wearing a lot lately. And I want to thank Chantel over at, at Cambridge Offset Printing on Instagram. So nice of you to send that. And if you like all the, the posters for Jeremiah Wonders, give uh, The Art of Getting Up, at The Art of Getting Up, my buddy Zoltan a follow on Instagram. He does all the, the flyers and he does the he did my podcast cover art. He's a cool dude uh, based out of New York that I met uh, with Tony over uh, the Monster Energy Drink Tour. He's a good dude. And uh, I want to tell you about some, something that was kind of fun that, that we got to experience in Phoenix while we were there. Me, Joel Jimenez, and Pat Reagan. We got hit up by uh, a Kill Tony fan and uh, Jeremiah Wonders uh, listener uh, that is a comic based in Phoenix, and his name is Thomas Epolito, and he could not have been nicer. 
he invited us over to his, uh, he runs some different properties for his boss. And his boss was out of town and he had access to his boss's mansion. <laughs> and, he, and he took a video and posted it to Twitter and tagged me, Joel and Pat on it. It's like, hey, if you guys want to hang out, there's a lazy river, there's a pool. Come hang out during the day. I'll hook it up. And Joel, Pat, and I, we didn't know if we were going to get murdered as soon as we got to this mansion. <laughs> we're like, who knows? This could be it. But what a way to go out in a lazy river. Three boys murdered in a lazy river. They kept circling <laughs> round and round over and over again. Back to you in the studio. A sad, sad day for Kill Tony. Fans everywhere. Oh, boy. But he could not have been nicer. He's a comic. Uh, he's hustling here in Phoenix and it wasn't weird or anything. Tony Redband thought that it was going to be weird because somebody just hit us up randomly, but they're just being nice. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you put kindness out there and positive energy out there and, and cool things happen to you. That was just such a random thing that happened. And dude, it, we had, we laughed so much. And, and we had such a blast with Thomas. So give him a follow if you can at the Tommy Epps EPPS on Instagram. Good dude. Good comic. Check it out. Up and coming. Yeah. But dude, we played basketball. We played putt putt mini golf. We laid in the lazy river. We dived into a pool. There was a bookcase that opened up like a secret room. Are you kidding me? It was like a bro Disneyland. We ate pizza while we swam in the lazy river. I mean, what more do you want for a, a brocation? Oh my goodness. So that was very cool. I appreciate that that kindness. And he did a kindness challenge without without maybe without even knowing. But he hooked us up with little Caesars with Pop. Man, I, I just I just had so much fun. So I did I had to thank that guy. And, uh, and Joel is, man, it's so cool how, how appreciative Joel was of, um, from Great Dane Planet Clothing. Check them out at greatdaneplanet.com. True Hustlers Apparel. I want to get into these dates and then I want to get into this episode because the intro's been long. But a lot of cool stuff has been going on this week, guys. Let's get through some dates real quick. April 10th, that's Tuesday, this Tuesday. Stand up on the spot in the belly room. Joe Rogan, Josh Wolf. Marcella Arguello, Tony Hinchcliffe, your boy, Jeremiah Watkins. Come see that show. That's my baby. Stand up on the spot every second Tuesday of the month. Always new, always different. Material based off audience suggestions. It's the best. April 13th through 14th, we're recording the Reagan Watkins album. That weekend, uh, 13th, 14th, 15th, in Ventura. Cannot wait to share that with you guys. 19th. April 19th through 21st, I'll be in Moon Tower in Austin, Texas, doing stand-up on the spot, the goddamn Comedy Jam, and other stand-up spots, as well as Big J Overson's Crowdwork Show. And then April 27th and 28th, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, with the Golden Pony, Tony Hinchcliffe, the Golden Goose, and the Golden Pony. Together once again. And Tony Hinchcliffe is also on Stand-Up on the Spot Show on Tuesday, April 10th, so come to that. It was just a... It was such a good trip and and sometimes you get like really wound up like in the business or you just get wound up with work and there's this moment like whenever I went skateboarding this weekend with Joel and Pat we're just listening to music and making each other laugh and we just got done skating and we're all like sweaty and hot and and like windows down 
hot, muggy Arizona, dry weather, <laughs> just all that swirling around. And I was like looking around and like it's, it may sound cheesy, but you get these moments every once in a while like where you are just really grateful for like how things are going because I, f- I truly feel like, and I'm grateful to you guys who listen to the podcast and, su- and support me. Uh, you're helping me live my dreams by, you know, just uh, the support that you've been throwing my way. And, and I get to go do comedy. I get to hang out with friends and I could not be happier. So thank you so much for everything that you guys do. The awesome reviews that you've been doing on iTunes. Uh, give me five stars and, and the awesome comments and wherever you follow on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. I thank you. And thank you for spreading the word to your friends. It's really been showing. I've been going to different cities and uh, people have been coming up to me in, in a lot of different cities and saying that they have been enjoying the podcast. So thank you. So without further ado, I want to get into this podcast episode with Joel Jimenez. I absolutely love this guy. You know him as Joel Berg. I know him as one of my best pals. Please welcome to the show on Jeremiah Wonders, Joel Jimenez. Basically, Joel and I will have a phone call <laughs> almost every Sunday or Monday where we're like, uh, do we know what we're being this yeah. week? We haven't really talked to the other guys yet. And we'll start sending text chains around like, what characters do we want to be this week? Yeah. What do we want to do? Uh, for those of you who don't listen to Kill Tony, we improvise brand new characters every single week and commit to those characters for an entire episode in front of a live audience. And sometimes it goes amazingly and then other times we're like oh we might not bring that character back we just recently started in this last i feel like you know six months or so having like recurring characters that were like oh we really liked playing these people we're gonna bring them back yeah or something's a hit or so and i think you're really good at i kind of go to you for um you're good at like being like oh we did that too soon or we got to throw them off this week that there there may be they know we're going to do something, so let's do something complete opposite. I I think you're, like, really good at that. Yeah, because I, I never like people who they've guessed correctly a couple times, and uh, I, I freaking hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you're there's no way. Like, we like whenever we did the Cat Burglars, there was some holiday that we were near, and I'm like, oh, you're not going to get this. Cat uh, Burglar. Cat Burglar. People love that, too. I see people That's still comment on. that on your... That might be one that uh, might come back. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Also, if you're not listening to Kill Tony, um, what are you doing? What the fuck are also, you doing? Also, if you're not listening to Kill Tony, you probably don't know who Joel is at all. Um, he's a I very don't funny. Like that. He's a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, but I feel like most people know you through that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for a sure. lo- like a lot of like the the Instagram and and Twitter following and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like our passionate Kill Tony fans. Yeah, I'm grateful, man. I yeah. can't believe. I don't know. It's crazy. Is it weird sometimes? No, it's never weird. I love it. When somebody asks me for a picture or something, it's like, dude, I'm just fucking super grateful. And people have been almost across the board pretty nice. And um, no, it's never weird. I I love it. I feel like there was a period of time where the band was getting a ton of hate. And I feel like we have gotten, maybe we're just getting better at at doing the format of the show or people we finally won them over yeah i feel like there's a lot less like hate for the band even in like online sometimes like i'll still look and i'll be they'll be like for sure tell the band to shut up they're out of control but joel needs to just play drums and stop trying to talk i mean 
who's the unfunny gay guy with the saxophone? Yeah, for sure. And I'm putting that lightly. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I try not to read those things usually, but yeah. Whatever. You used to work at a uh, freaking skate park, right? That's right, dude. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah! I worked at a skate park. I skated from like. 12 years old until I was like, I still do it every now and then, but I think we're uh, getting a phone call. I think uh, one of the kids that used to bully you at the skate park is calling in right now. Hello, caller. Hey, dude. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, uh, I, you must have heard that, that Joel Jimenez was on the on, on the program today on Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to call him, why don't you? Why don't you like Joel? Like, what? what what's your beef with Joel? I mean, dude, I just fucking I hate authority, dude, and Joel's authority, and well, basically, my dad's not around, so like, like fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh, I I have to ask you, how old are you? Because you, you you sound a little bit young. I'm 37, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're 37 yeah and... dude did i stutter dude i don't like you either now dude okay sorry man i well you mentioned that your dad wasn't around you're still hung up on oh, that at 37 oh, still hung up on me saying that dude yeah i am actually sorry dude those kind of scars don't heal dude my knee might feel better after a few weeks of scraping it up but my dad leaving dude it's a whole nother story dude Oh, okay. Sorry to bring up that touchy subject. Why don't you like Joel? Is it because he has to enforce the rules of the skate park and tell you to wear a helmet and yeah, stuff? Yeah, dude. Rules suck, dude. Rules are anti-everything I'm about, dude. Do you have that on a shirt? Rules are anti-everything I'm about? Yeah, dude. I even stopped. I quit smoking weed when it was legal, I think dude. That, <laughs> I think that was an old Mossimo t-shirt. Dude, Massimo's my roommate, dude. That's your roommate's yeah, name? Yeah, he's Italian, dude. He fucking shreds, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I think Massimo might be calling in right now. Hello? Massimo, what's up, dude? Hey, I heard you were talking about skateboarding and me and no fear on the podcast. Dude, fucking no fear all day, dude. You're right, dude. And no fear, yes. Always no fear. Wow, I'm international now, dude. I got Massimo. You, uh, you know how much I hate the Joel? Oh, dude, tell I mean, why don't you tell him, dude? He's right here listening. One time, I rocked to Fakey, yes, and I coming back down the ramp, and Joel says, you're not wearing a helmet, and he took me out of my element, and I fell, and it was the first time I rocked to Fakey in a long time. Wow, I was there, Massimo, and uh, you're right. I've, I've, I felt bad about that, but it was it was my job. I had to... I had to enforce helmets. Also, I may have been uh, one of the people that spray paint the vulgar things about you at the park. Wait, that was you? Yes. Wow, Massimo, I thought, um, I didn't know. I, that's. And also my friend, Peter, who called in over there. Yeah, dude, that was me, dude. Fuck Joel, dude. Massimo and Peter. Dude, I, my favorite part, dude, was when we wrote, when we drew the giant dick on the half pipe. You guys drew a dick on a half pipe? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was huge. It was a huge dick, yeah. So wait, this, they, you come into work and they, they spray painted this giant dick on the half pipe. Yeah, and then and, they wrote, fuck Joel, and fuck was six feet long, and Joel was six feet tall. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I brought a ladder and everything, Mosmo and Peter seem pretty proud about that did you have to clean that up joel i did actually that's what sucked at what to, kind yeah. of shame do you feel whenever you are having to scrub off 
a curse word that's directed at you negatively. Dude, okay. So I show long, up. How long did that take to get off? Hours. The park was cl- <laughs> the park was closed for the and, day. Yeah. Exactly, that is my plan exactly. Dude, and so I get to work. It was overcast that day, and uh, I think we lost Mosmo and Peter. Go ahead, dude. Fuck them, dude. (laughs) Uh, I get to work, and uh, it's overcast, and um, I go walk into the park. I'm opening up, and I see this giant fuck Joel, and I was like, oh man. And I'm kind of just walking around the park, kind of checking in on everything, and I realize like they wrote it everywhere. And there's a huge dick on one of the ramps. And then it starts raining. And I I brought a lunch. And the only place I could eat my lunch was underneath a tree facing all of the fuck Joels and the, the giant dick. <laughs> so it was just like the saddest fucking lunch ever, dude. I was like, I'm just trying to reach these kids, man. That reminds me of that, uh, that System of a Down song. Um, did you ever listen to that song? that such a lonely day and it's mine the most loneliest day of my life yeah i love it it's a good song such a lonely day shouldn't exist today though i'll never be And I became the son of home of it. It's a different song, I know. Oh, man. On Pat's episode, we broke into System of a Down. I think there's some kind of synergy between System of a Down and the Reagan Watkins band, dude. They're a good band, dude. I'm tired of people shitting on System dude, of a Down, the dude. vocals of the lead singer. I'm not so much uh, on... Is that the guitarist? Yeah, too? John is the... John Dolomite. Yeah, I, I don't... Dolomaya. So the lead singer, the... Ah, like that guy. He's great. Uh, incredible vocals. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of grew to love the guitar player. I, but I like those like annoying, like, uh, like well, it's super unique. At yeah, least, yeah, I like which that. I, I appreciate somebody who has has any kind of. Everybody's going to, to the party. Have a real good time. Yeah. What's on your What's on your playlist right now? Like in your car? Like what bands are you listening? Oh, to? Oh, dude, I'm listening. Uh, I've been really into this band called Ghost from Sweden. Yeah, they're like, um, they're kind of like pop meets metal. Like uh, they, the singer dre- has is like a pope, like dresses like a pope with a skeleton face, <laughs> and the bands like um, they all wear masks. The the rest of the bands they call them the Nameless Ghouls, and they play this kind of like like satanic like uh kind of pop rock it's real weird but um there yeah but that's like kind of all i've been listening to lately dude uh i was gonna save this question for uh, a later segment but i gotta bring it up now because you <laughs> mentioned sweden that's so funny cool. uh this is from at mr timar t-i-m-a-r on instagram joelberg do you ever think about things like there's probably some random dude far away in a place like Sweden looking forward to my jokes on Kill Tony every week? This question is from a random dude in Sweden who looks forward to a new episode of Kill Tony and wow. Jeremiah Wonders every week. Anyway, we love you all here in Scandinavia, and also we don't live in igloos next to polar bears, and yes, we smoke weed. Wow. How cool is that? Dude, I'm just fucking blown away. I don't even know how to respond to that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I can't believe it, dude. I get people, uh, some guy hit me up from Auckland. Uh, some dude was in Chile. Like, uh, no, I, I, I guess if I thought about it too much, it would like freeze me up and I'd be kind of nervous about it. But um, 
I'm just happy you guys care, man. And I, I love the support. I want to just keep like being funny and doing, hope you guys like it. I think we're getting uh, a call from Mr. Tamar wow. uh, from Sweden right now. Really? Hello? Hello, Joel. Hi, Tam- hi, Tamar. Thanks for the, the question. That was I'm really a ni- big fan of yours. Dude, that's great. I love it. The biggest fan there is. Wow, man. That's so cool. How do, how do you usually um, watch Kill Tony or listen to it? I uh, got it on the VHS tape. Whoa, VHS. I didn't, I didn't even know. We just got VHS tape in, in Sweden. Man, well, I mean, fuck. However you, however you get it, you know, I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, sometime on the holiday we get um, a laser disc. Okay, yeah. Redan sends us a hard copy laser disc, oh, sends I, the mail. I, I think I remember him saying yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And um, how do you, how do you, this is like a hack question to ask someone from Sweden. Of but course, what do you have to say to me? Well, how do you, uh, do? You, what are the Ikeas like out there in Sweden? You just broke the cardinal rule. We hate the talking about Ikea. Oh, no, no, no. I hope, I hope you still like me after that. I don't want to upset you. Just because my father and my uncle and my cousin and my mother have stock in Ikea and maybe work at Ikea does not mean we're all about Ikea. Well, what do you want it, to know next about such Swedish meatballs? Is that what you want to know, Joel? Actually, yeah, that was my next oh, question. Oh, really? Okay, well, so quite yes. good, actually. Okay, well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, now I, you know, I've never met... Someone actually, well, I might have, but not that I remember. Somebody from Sweden. I just wanted to know. So, so Joel, as a fan of the show, I was very curious what you um you you said you're you're listening to bands in Sweden right now. Is there a favorite? Is there a favorite band of yours that you like to play along to, like solo wise or drum wise or anything like that? Um. Uh. No, no Swedish bands. I'm sorry. No Swedish. I'm saying in just general, in general, like American bands, punk bands, rock bands. Is there any songs that you really like following along to on the drums? Um, yeah, I I grew up playing to this band called Pennywise. I like I would just play their albums in my headphones and play along to them. So we lost that. We lost Mr. Timar, but uh, wow. that's very interesting. Uh, I had a lot of buddies that were like really into Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah. All my favorite bands are from, um, well, a lot of my favorite bands are from Hermosa Beach. And so Pennywise was like just kind of a natural. They're from there. Black Flag is from there. The Descendants are from there. They're all from Hermosa from Beach Hermosa area? Beach, yeah. I wonder why you happen to like all those bands from that area. Is it a specific sound? You yeah, think? it's kind of like California. Like, um, I don't know. It's weird. It, it was punk, but it was different. When I was in middle school, a lot of my friends were into like hardcore, like street punk stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was into skating kind of. So um, I just kind of gravitated towards those bands where we're from places where surfing and skateboarding was like a, a big thing, you know. So I just kind of, I don't know, I kind of separated myself from them while still kind of being part of the punk thing. Yeah. Would you can so you consider yourself more of a skater than like an actual like punk? Um. No, I think, yeah, I guess uh, they both kind of, you know what it was is like when I was in middle school, the lines were really clearly drawn. And if you weren't like this, then you weren't that. So I just, I was definitely a punk, but um, I, I like to just be be my own type of punk. What, what kind of stuff did you wear in high school? That, well, that's the thing. So my friends would wear like the tight pants with like, you know, leopard and like the studded jackets and stuff. And sure. I was just wearing more like Vans and T-shirts and... Um, Dickies or whatever and skateboarding 
Sometimes I like if I really wanted to punk it up, I'd do my hair and fucking. I had a mohawk and I have I have a jacket. You had a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a photo. Heck yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I went through all kinds of. Oh, phases, I dude. think we're gonna a phone call right now. I think Mohawk Joel is calling in. What's up, dude? Hey, wow, dude. This is a, a truly a blast from the past. Thank you so much for calling in, Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah, no problem, dude. I mean, fuck it. Anything for the scene, dude. Yeah, uh, what 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 kind of uh, gnar are you shredding lately, uh, uh, Mohawk Joel? I mean, dude, like whatever, dude. I, w- I wake up, I open my door, and I just jump on my board, dude, and wherever that takes me, dude, is like that's where I end up, dude. What's what's like the coolest trick that you have ever done? Probably front three sixty early grab, dude, right out of the half pipe, dude. Whoa, that's yeah. actually a really impressive trick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, Mohawk Joel, do you not care what other people think about you? Are you kind of fuck an- people, dude? Fuck all that. That's just the government trying to control, just trying to control us, dude. I'm not a sheep. Can you name the uh, three branches of government, uh, yeah, Mohawk dude. Joel? Yeah. Uh, the three bra- You said three branches of government. Uh huh. <clears throat> um. Well, I'm not really into trees, dude, but <laughs> I know like fuck, like George Bush. Okay, that's one. That's one of them. George Bush is a branch for sure. Okay, that's one of the branches. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, you know, I'm not really into like politics or anything. I know I don't like them, so I don't know much. Okay, so uh, George Bush is one. Uh, you don't like uh, politics. That's the second one. Is there a third second, one out the there? The third branch of 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 the things I don't like. Well, the third branch, dude. Is probably Parliament. Right. Like Parliament lights, like the cigarettes? No, I smoke those. I mean like the like the room of like dudes like the room of dudes parliament. Oh, okay. Well did you did you smoke? Or are you smoking currently right now? Um like cigarettes or weed, Mohawk Joel? Dude, I do it all, dude. I'm a fucking I'm just a dumpster, dude. You whatever. <laughs> if you want to mail it to my house, dude, send send me whatever, dude. Dude, I have a anything. friend named Massimo. I think that's uh, it's actually a shirt that that he wears. Uh, that it reads, "I'm a dumpster." Dude, um, where can I find that? First of all, and second of all, yes. Oh, I think we just lost Mohawk Joel. Yeah, those those that's that was a blast dude, from he, the past. He, he seemed weird. pretty intense. It was kind of cool that he called in. Yeah, it seems like he's just like getting ready to go into like a mosh pit tonight or something. But what kind of bands, uh, like for concerts, uh, would you used to go to as like whenever you had a mohawk? Yeah. Um. Damn, dude. I used to go to Warp Tour like a oh, lot. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all. Do you remember so, some of the acts that were playing? Whenever yeah. You were there? Um. I saw like Rancid, Bad Religion. Um. Who else was there, man? Uh. Dude. Oh my God. They. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I went to a few. There were even like weird bands that were like on Warp Tour for no like Alien Ant Farm and like 311 were on one year, but I, I was just into like music and like running around and. Dude, so whenever I was working morning radio uh, in uh, back in Kansas City, uh, like this was like right after high school. Whenever I was like first year of college, I I went to Warp Tour and. We were supposed to interview Angels and Airways. Oh wow! And um, that sounds awful. First of all, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is what they prepped us with right before we go in because yeah. I I had a camcorder. I was gonna be like the videographer because wow. I was like doing a lot of video stuff for them. And they go, uh, okay, 
Like they told our point person, they're like, okay. Um, Can I guess? Yeah. Don't ask him about Blink-182. That's a, that was that was what it was. Right, you uh, Just ask him about Angels and Airwaves and ask him like what's going on uh, with their current projects and stuff. Yeah. Don't mention Blink-182 at all. And we like all of our questions were like, what the frick? Like we, we, like, we prepped to ask them about like definitely that and like maybe some other things. But how do you not ask about like your yeah. hit your hits you know yeah that's fucking nobody cares about i mean i didn't i i hated i i've grown now but i hated like emo bands when i was in high school paramore was also there Ugh. the year that i was uh the, the was that warp tour yeah that damn, was one dude. of the bands that i got like because i got it where i want it now well it's paramore they just patched in paramore hey that's uh, crazy Hey, uh, Paramore, uh, did no, it's not a name fucking you need. You get all the way for me now. Um, Paramore, was there anything God, else? God, it feels so good. Cause, Cause I got it where I want it right now. And it's not gonna feel so good. It's gonna just feel so good. It just feels so I think the girl and the guy called in at the same time. That was weird. Dude, fuck. How did they patch in? They, I didn't even hear a ring. I think that they just like, they patched in and they just, because there was like, there, did you hear that echo that was in the background? It was yeah, like that I think reverb. It was, honestly, um, they like hacked the podcast for a second. Well, Punk Rock Joel was into, um, he was into like splicing cables and pirate radio and stuff like do that. Do you think he, he had something to do with that? I think so, yeah. I would say, I guarantee you he had something to do with that. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. dude. For sure. Paramore. That's a band I haven't thought of in like a long time. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but yeah, I fucking, yeah, I didn't like those bands. I've, I've, I was very like set in my ways at that age, which was dumb. But. So, so what did you do after you grew out of that phase and like you like, uh, we're done with like high school and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like what was like your next transition point? I got a job, dude. What kind of job did you get, dude? I worked at Target in the warehouse. So basically you're like, I'm going to freaking retire here, dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I retired at 18. <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, I started realizing like, uh, you can't just coast through life. Like you gotta, if you want something, you gotta like actually work towards it where when, I was like in doing all that stuff. I thought I was like working on stuff, but I was really just hanging out a lot and like not right. doing anything with myself. So what, wait, so when did you start? You said you, that you started skateboarding around 12. Yeah. When did you start drumming then? I like was 14. Around, you're around 14. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. My parents bought me a drum set for Christmas. Oh, what kind of drum kit was it? It was like a sound percussion, something like something cheap. But um, my poor neighbors, man, that first year, like, had to listen to me just, like, my mom would bake muffins and stuff for all the neighbors so they wouldn't call the cops. That is or, like, so sweet. Yeah. So I got, I mean, fuck, I got to, they would just, they wouldn't complain. I would play super loud and Dude, I was not that good. is such a cool mom move yeah. to do something like that yeah. for us. She'd dye my hair. That was the boy. other thing, too, is, like. A lot of like my punk stuff was like helped by like my mom. Like she would like bleach my hair and <laughs> That's like so great, dude. she was just happy that I was like she's always like supported me with like anything. Mom, mom, can you 
Can you add a little bit more red and bleach tips? Come on, Mom. Mom, it doesn't look right. Mom, you messed up the purple dye of the zigzag. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And my brother's friends would, like, cut my mohawks and stuff, shave my head and things like that. Dude, you were a community project, Yeah, Joel. dude, yeah, it takes a village, dude. <laughs> it takes a barrio, dude. It takes a barrio, man. Yeah, that's right. Man, uh... That's 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 so funny to me, like how how much oh I think we're getting somebody who's calling in right now. Hey, what's up, Putos? Oh no, I think I actually know this is is this Jolia? Um actually it's Jolina Selina Medina Jimenez. Oh Jolina. Uh now you're uh you're a favorite character on Kill Tony. Uh why are you taking over Jeremiah Wonder's name? I heard the word barrio, eh, and I'm all about the fucking barrio, eh, so I had to call in and let you fuckers know like what's up, eh? Okay, uh Jolina, what what what's going on with you? I mean, like I we're all curious because we we only get to hear you a little bit. You've only, you know, you've you've come on a couple episodes of Kill Tony, but I I feel like the listeners really want to get to know you. I mean, fuck, ask away, right? But make it quick, cause I'm at the fucking, I'm at a lowrider show right now, and I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put my thong on and model in a little bit, but whatever. Wait, wait, you're, um, oh, you're a model? Not well, sorry, I didn't mean to ask it yeah, like that. I, I listen, white boy. All right, yeah, I'm a fucking model, eh? I put a fucking thong on, eh? I'm right in front of the 64, eh? I'll be in hall eight at about five o'clock tonight. What are you modeling? Cars, homie. You're oh you're a car model. Yeah, eh, I well I'm not wearing much, but like I'm like I drape myself over the hood of like lowriders, eh, and then like like firme ass vatos come and like take photos of me. And I shit. think I saw you in an Auto Trader magazine actually. That was was me, that eh? you? Yeah, that was me. Eh, cover 2014, homie. I was like woman of the year or something. It whatever. was in front of like an El Camino, right? Yeah, they pay. Honestly, funny story. Eh, they pay me in tacos, and then I was like. Oh, this is good, like, whatever's. But then the guy tried to get fresh with me inside the fucking Al Camino, eh? And, like, I don't like to admit this, but, like, he make, he made me jacked at him off. <laughs> you, you, what did you, you jacked a guy off in a Camino? Yeah, I fucking jacked him off. And he kind of, like, all right, he didn't make me. I did it, like, willingly. Like, I gave him, like, consent and all that. <laughs> did but, you like, say consent? I gave him. Did you just say you gave him consent? Look, that shit ain't funny, all right? Consent is very important, all Okay, right? yeah, you gave him 100% consent. Yeah, I gave him consent. But it was weird, right? Because it was, like, right around Crick's Mix. And, like, so I was, right like, I need to... Right around Crick's Mix? Yeah, it was right around Crick's Mix. And, like, man, I needed money for, like, like gifts for, like, my kids and stuff. So I was, like, Wait, wait, right. wait, you, you got kids? Um... Yeah, I know you can't tell because, like, I'm fine and shit. I know, but, your like, body is rocking, Well, I still Jolina. got the tetas, you know? I still keep those tetas, eh? So, like, well, they're, if, yeah, they're very perky. Yeah, and they're also lactating. But also, <laughs> enough about that. So we get into the Al Camino, right? And he's right? fine. Like, I like his style and shit. Okay. Like, he's got a tattooed head and all that. And I'm like, damn Does he have any, but, like, kind of bandana he's wearing or anything like that? Yeah, he's got it in his pocket right now because, like, he might have to clean up after I jacked it him off. But, like, well, whatever. Well, yeah, he's so, a gentleman. So, you know, yeah. he, he's prepared. Yeah, he's a gentleman. And, like, so I saw him. I was like, hey, this vato's fine, eh? So I was like, all right. And so then he asked me. He's like, hey, you want to jack it me off? And I was like, I thought you'd never ask, eh? And then, so, like, I started doing it, eh? And then, like, he came in the fucking Al Camino and, like, and then fucking, eh? And then I left. I left. I'm not going to help him clean it up, eh? That's one of the most beautiful love stories I've ever heard. Do you still talk to that guy or is it just, like, a, a, a yeah, day Yeah, I send day him frame? letters. Like, he's, 
Uh, like a two o'clock afternoon auto show like fling. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's gonna, it's like, it happens when it happens. And that's like what I always say, you know, but like, yeah, I keep in touch with him. He's in the penitentiary right now. You know, he's in the Pinta, but I send him letters. I draw him Tweety Birds and stuff and like send it to him, you know. Uh, one time you drew me a, uh, <laughs> a Sylvester that was, uh, it was quite accurate and uh you yeah, know the baggy about, pants and everything eh? <laughs> with the backwards hat the baggy pants That's right, eh? and one time uh you uh you, you you drew me a letter um you drew me a letter that was of marvin the martian uh riding a coyote um into the flames of hell do you remember that yeah actually it was like i, I had to look in the mirror because it's actually the tattoo that i have on my back but I wanted yeah, to like, I was wondering why it was flopped. Like it, it, it was. I have a lot of roles, eh? All right, I being like a mother and all that, eh? Like, I, I don't care. You like, look good, Jolina. I mean, I know that, eh? But like, yeah, I just wanted to like send you something nice, and I was like, maybe he'll remember it me by like this fuck it, this tattoo, you know? And like, it was it was also near Quicks Mix, and I thought I, I I used to have a my 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 uh, nana used to make uh, checks mix on every Quicks Mix. Yeah, Chex Mix on Crix Mix is dope, babe. But, like, honestly, I'm about to smoke a Blunk right now. And also, I, I don't know if you could pick it up on the podcast, but I just dropped a Mean Fark right now. and. Okay, well, I don't give you consent to uh to, to fart on the podcast. So I think I'm going to have to hang up, Jolina. All right, well, I'll see all you fuckers at Kmart and, like, wherever, eh? Just come come by, send me Crix Mix cards, whatever you want, eh? But don't be a fucking... Don't, just don't be a stranger, eh? Come by. I'll be in Hall B tomorrow at 4.30, eh? Come see my tonga. All right. Uh, bye, Jolina. Wow, Jesus. I mean, she, she didn't let me get a word in. I know. I kept wondering if she was going to let you talk, but she, dude, she's a pretty strong, assertive woman. Once she gets going, like, it's, yeah. she's, you know, kind of unstoppable. She's kind of, I mean, mad. She's had a rough life, so, like, I get it. She's, you know, she's tough. She's She's overcome a lot. Yeah. Let's get into this next segment. Let's do it. Pizza party. Oh, man. Joel and I ate some pizza before the podcast so you wouldn't get any of those nasty chewing noises that sometimes people complain about. So I just want to ask you, Joel, uh, what, well, first off, did you like the pizza? Did you enjoy the oh, pizza I from Joe's? Oh, I love it, dude. Shout out to Joe's fucking pizza. Yeah, it's, it's pro- honestly, I'm I not just saying that. I got you your own half. Uh, there was cheese because yeah. you you vegetarian. Yep, it was so good. I, I Honestly, even if I did eat meat, I think that like a cheese slice is like a true testament of like if a place is good. If their Absolutely. cheese slice is good, everything else will probably be good. Oh, yeah, because um, it doesn't have the grease from the meat and the rest of the stuff. So if it, if you, at the base level, if you're killing it on the cheese level, yeah, you're in good shape. Yeah, it was delicious, man. Shout out to Joe's. Do you have a memory associated with pizza that's like, I mean, it sound, sounds funny to say, but do you have a good memory attached to like that you can think of? I'm honestly only good memories with right? pizza. Yeah, That's does anybody why I like have bad? That question? No. I guess if someone got like food poisoning from pizza, but I like, mean, yeah, how often does that happen? But even that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, every pizza party I went to as a kid, you remember, like, you just lose your mind, if dude. They, yeah. You go crazy whenever they bring out like the stack of pizza. It didn't yeah. matter from where it was from. Yeah, you're like, you're just like pizza. It's happening, dude. I still don't care. I'll, sometimes I crave like shitty pizza, and I'll go to Little Caesars. Isn't dude. that funny? Like sometimes, like I think it's something from childhood where 
you'll because like I used to go over to friends' houses where we would play like football, uh, like in the front yard and basketball, and we like like be running around outside all day until it go dark, where you yeah, see lightning yeah, bugs outside, sure. and then his mom would come home or my mom would come home with like a stack of pizzas, and oh, it was just so Man. good. Oh, it must be nice that your mom came home, eh? Oh, Jolina, how did you... I didn't even hear it ring. You just Sorry, passed yeah, back into the it. show. You're just bragging about your parents coming home. That's right. I haven't seen my parents in fucking... Since I was like four, eh? <laughs> well, well, Bye. Okay. Uh, wow, I feel like um, she didn't even give me a chance to uh, tell her you, that it, that uh, I'm I'm here for her if, if she needs... She does. I don't think she needs somebody. us, man. No, I think she's a little bit of a rebel without a cause yeah, right now. Yeah, she's or, angry. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, no bad memories for pizza. Every, a lot of times when I'm at the comedy store when we're leaving on mo- on a Monday night, I'll uh I'll call. There's a pizza place by me that closes at four, and uh, so I'll four call in the, it in four in the morning. Yeah, four in the oh, morning. Oh heck yeah! And they deliver till that time too. What? So yeah, but it's on my way home, so I'll call it in as I'm leaving the comedy store. Sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, um, pick it up and then just eat it in my bed. <laughs> That, isn't that the best, dude? It's so nice. Do, it's do just you comforting. put it like? Do you put it home alone style on your belly and open <laughs> like the I, lid up and like one large cheese pizza just for me? <laughs> yeah, I just put it on the bed and fucking open it up. Yeah, and just eat it. It's I'll share it with my girlfriend and sometimes like she'll have like one and all and it's like eight slices and I'll have like six. Wow, I'm a I'm a I'm a glutton, dude. Let's get into this next segment. Sure, fanning out. All right, I reached out to the Twitterverse and the Instagram universe and asked if they could ask any question to Joel, Joelberg Jimenez, what would it be? And you know what? In just like an hour and a half, we got nearly 100 questions. Holy shit, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, a lot That's of people crazy. have been wanting to hear you on the show, so I'm, I'm wow. very glad you're here today, buddy. Thanks, guys. So... Let's get into this first one. At Germ Dust Three Moons from Twitter asks, "What's on your music playlist at the moment, Orale?" So we kind of already covered that. Yeah. Um, but is there anything other than the Sweden bands? Is there anything that that is in your your truck right now that you put on just like, like if you have a drive, you're like, I'm gonna put on this CD, Fuck. or I'm gonna put on like this band like if i have like a downtime a for long, like, yeah. a long drive um i think the clash london calling from beginning to end is a good album heck yeah so like i'll i because when i'm at work i can control the music too so um and it's like a you know you don't want to put anything on the in a cafe that's like going to alienate people so i'll i think the that album is like a pretty pretty good album so i'll play that from beginning yeah so good. Yeah. I consider you like a punk drummer. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. That's you got what like I that do. Yeah. vibe. Like, For sure. Like, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. But yeah, The Clash, London Calling, The Ramones, uh, Ramones Mania is a great album. Um, I'll Throw the Misfits on. I was listening to Stevie Wonder's, um, oh, what's the, uh, We Can Work It Out. You know that? It's a Beatles song, but I think he covers it on a Sign Sealed Delivery. Oh, really? I love that song. I really like the Stevie Wonder version too, man. It's cool. Wow, it's, it's I very, love the Beatles version. I think I need to look that up. The, yeah, the Stevie Wonder I, version. I love the Beatles version when they slow down in that part where like it kind of goes into like a uh, the, uh, for fussing and fighting, my friend. Yeah, they, like yeah. kind of slow down. But Stevie Wonder is just kind of like a more straight through song. But man, he's good. Yeah, I like that. I've heard of that guy? He's yeah. he, he's good. Yeah, I don't just listen to punk either. I li- I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to um, 
I don't know. I like J. Cole. I like Kendrick Lamar, all that. I, um, Red Man, Method Man. What um, kind of drum kit do, are you currently using right now? Um, I got a cup. I have two. They're nothing special. One's a Mapex Venus series that was given to me that I kind of just put a lot of love into and uh, got new heads, got all kinds of stuff. I had a guy who... Uh, um r.i.p he passed away like a year or two ago but he used to be kind of my guy he was like kind of a he would buy use things clean them up and kind of give them to me at like a more affordable price so he kind of really helped me build this kit that i had um i kind of inherited a few things after he passed away His, his uh daughter like called me i got a really nice snare drum from him um the pedal that i'm using right now was also his um and then for Kill Tony, I built like a small kit. I have like a, it was a Pearl 16 inch floor tom that I bought a converter kit for and turned into a bass drum. And I have a little piccolo snare because I got tired of carrying around like a giant kit for the Dude, show. Dude, it's hard to carry like lug stuff around all the yeah, time. It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to send Joel some new drum stuff. Show some Kill Tony support, man. Dude, message me, dude. I'll, message I'll be all over He'll that. He'll be happy dude. to. We're, we're looking for a drum sponsor for Joel. That's right. I'll do uh, endorsements, you know, whatever. Heck yeah, I'll dude. I'll wear your shirt on Instagram. So uh, this is from at Zach Zeta. What's your favorite Kill Tony moment? Which okay. that is a hard one. Yeah. Like, and you can name a couple if, if you can't narrow it down to Few. one. Yeah. Uh, one first time I got, I put I put the sock on my dick and did a drum battle and won in front of Russell Peters and Joe Rogan. That was amazing. That was huge. I was so afraid when it started happening. I was like, we were almost out of there. He was like the last guy. Yep. And I was ready to just kind of hang out. And, uh, and then that happened. And something in me just was like, I had to just go nuts on him. Uh, second, you being fat. You, uh, well, you gained like fucking 30 pounds. When I saw the number on the scale, I like dropped to my knees. It was great. Um, the, the, dude, last week, Levi getting, getting his first kiss was amazing. Man, I wish I would have been there for that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that no, up. No, all good. No, I heard it was amazing. Yeah. I was, I, me and Big Jay Okerson had to go down to the goddamn comedy jam down yeah. the street at the Roxy. So there's so many, man. A lot of, you know, a lot of my favorite moments are one liners that sometimes don't get caught because the show just moves so quickly. Um, the best is when somebody will message you about one that you're like, oh, I don't know if, if anybody heard this in the audience, but like, we forget how many people goes out to. And I'm like, thank you. Somebody caught it. Yeah. Yeah. I get those every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's so cool. That feels so good. Um, oh, getting a mic also on the 200th episode was a big move. Promotion. It, it legitimized me as like a part of the show and stuff, man. I'm so grateful for that. So you've had your own mic for the last 40 weeks. Something like that. Were we all like 240 now? Yeah, we're in the 240s, I think. Okay. Yeah, so almost a year of you having a mic. Yeah, and I was going to, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but what used to happen was when I didn't have a mic, I would like give, tell Pat jokes and uh, and sometimes they wouldn't work because he wasn't like saying I'm maybe from my voice or something. Or the timing. The it's timing. so time sensitive. So one time I gave him one and he's like, you should say it. And I got up, said it, and that kind of just started the ball rolling anyway. Yeah. So here we are, fucking couple of like like a year and nine ten months later heck yeah dude at breed 954 what inspires you daily what drives you to keep going when you suffer setbacks damn uh love for stand-up i really love it. it's been my favorite thing that i've ever done my family uh friends like all my, all my friends uh I've, I've just always wanted to have friends that are equally 
pursuing something. Like anytime I was in a band or something, I always felt like I was the most dedicated member. That's always the worst feeling. Yeah. And now I'm around friends that are all like their own designated like stories and all kind of doing stuff. I just feel happy to be around so many like creative people. So my friends, my family and just love for stand up, man. It's like. Yeah, yeah it's having just like, something that you're passionate about yeah. that you can look forward to. Yeah, even when stand-up's day. hard, you know, like, like you'll have bad sets and um, you got to kind of like push through those things and just keep working. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. For, I think it's important to have uh, friends and family around you too to kind of reset. Life can be crazy. Like I'll leave the comedy store, which is like a frenetic, like insane, energetic place. Like you, it buzzes, you know, when you're there. And it's really great, but it's really nice to come home and kind of like recenter myself and like be, you know, yeah, with my uh, girlfriend or my family and kind of. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, for me, like having a wife and you having a, a girlfriend, yeah. I feel like that helps a lot, for like sure. tremendously. Having just somebody who doesn't have anything to, to do with the industry, absolutely, that you can just talk to and sure. and chill out with, and reset. they get it, and yeah. you, you know. You get it. Yeah, you get to reset together. Otherwise, you just kind of live in that place. So that doesn't seem, it seems hard. But for my own personality, I don't think I could just like live in that thing. I like to, to reset. Yeah. You know? So this is from at Sessions22 on Instagram. What character was your least favorite or you hated dressing up as? Oh, man. Has there been one that you're like, oh, man, I just did not like doing that one? Fuck. I have one that comes to mind instantly whenever I think of it because I don't like my performance because I felt like we never clicked. Okay. And I was like, we were chefs one night. Okay, yeah. And I, I was like that. a Jamaican chef <laughs> and we were all different chefs and none of them gelled. Yeah. I hated that episode. It's a weird formula. What works, what doesn't. It's um, very weird. Stuff that didn't, I don't know, more stuff. Uh, when I was, the mask was really cool on Halloween, the animal mask that I made when we were the Muppets, oh, yeah. but I realized like how important like contact, eye contact and oh, stuff like that is, and I couldn't really see well. <laughs> so that was like harder. Um, yeah, I was Miss Piggy, Pat was Kermit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You're no, animal. I mean, they're all so fun, man. I have such a good time on Mondays, so I don't know. I'll think about it. Well, at Crow for, at Crow for show, when are you going to come out with your own line of Joelberg cock socks? Oh my god! I haven't thought about that. Talk to Wee Man. He mm. has a uh, he has his own socks. That's right, Wee Man. If you're listening to this, let's uh, let's link <laughs> let's up. Set and... something up, dude. Yeah, dude. Make some Ol- Joelberg socks. Yeah, only one one size fits some. Hello. <laughs> uh, this next question comes from at Johnny underscore McFly. How many Joelberg chains will it take for you to be satisfied? Oh man. Is it an unquenchable thirst? <laughs> no, I, dude, I'm fucking satisfied. You know what becomes hard is like chasing that and wanting to drop those jokes that get that chant. And when it doesn't, it's, it's, so sometimes it's hard when you'll do one that kind of bombs and one guy in the background will clap and be like, job and nobody fucking joins <laughs> and you're like in. oh no you're like oh no not now stop it's it. funny you guys you and pat have tried at different times to get chance started for me and i'm like no i don't want i don't want that that's joel's thing Jeremiah. You know? yeah like i'm like i'll you know i'll live in other moments like uh, i like you having your own chant thing so you know? weird man I, it, it's cool because it did happen kind of organically like i didn't oh it's super it organic I'm very grateful uh, this is an interesting question. This is from at Alden underscore K on Instagram. Why did you drop out of high school? Whoa. 
out of nowhere. How the fuck does he know that? Where did he? Did I maybe the internet? You probably said it on another podcast. What a trip! I fucking I hated school from like my first day in kindergarten. I like I knew I hated it. I didn't like this is like my this is like punk Joel, but like being like I didn't like the system of like grading and I thought that like I was a lot smarter than like not smarter, but I knew there was more to life than like just like reading these like very rigid like things and uh my my mom when I was growing up my mom worked at the LA Zoo. And so uh, I always I was always at the zoo a lot learning. We had memberships to like all the museums and library cards. And my mom really like stressed like learning for myself. And so I was just kind of like, I don't need to be in this system to like learn, I guess. That's my rant. So how old were you and and what were your parents supportive of your decision? Uh, I was 17 and um, my dad kind of just works a lot. So I don't know if he was really, you know, he's a great dude, but I think he was just kind of like trying to provide type sure. of thing. My, I'm, uh, my mom kind of knew how I struggled like in, in school and stuff like that. It wasn't like a great time for me in school, uh, but also probably felt that like I had a good head on my shoulders and yeah. um I, I left at like 17, so I maybe had a few months that I really had to worry about anything, you know, because so once I turned 18, I just I got a job and then I think Joel's mom is calling in right now. Hello, Hello is Joel there? Hot mom. Wh- where's the accent coming uh, from? What it, whoa. Hey, Joel. Yeah. Hi. Hi, mom. Do you think that the, the hair dye I gave you? Uh, affected your brain? Yeah, I'm wondering if it affected yours too, because I'd never heard you speak with this accent. Well, You're from... I just use a whole bottle of hair dye. Let me air it out for a second, okay? Okay. One second. Okay, sure. Joel, this is your mother. Oh my God, Mom, I was I was fucking worried about you. Sorry, I was just watching a telenovela. I can't oh believe that some Hispanic women actually talk like that. Anyway, yeah. um. So, do you think the hair dye has something... Because it affected me, so... I don't know if it affected my baby, Joel. Yeah, I think I'm balding because of all the bleach that I put in my hair. Do you think that's I th- a yeah, thing? Yeah, I think so. That and, like, hairspray. I used to put Elmer's glue in my hair. Anything to, like, keep it up. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Could you explain what, no, did, nothing, what you Mom, just no, did? No, no big deal. It was just no big deal. Okay, cool. well, uh, me and your father are really proud of you. Thanks. Uh, really like what you're doing on Kill Tony recently cool. and also uh heard that you're drumming on the upcoming Reagan and Watkins album that's really exciting yeah yeah I want to just thank you for supporting like what I do mom it's very nice of you it's very cool happy to have like a good uh home base oh I see what you did there <laughs> I love you I'll talk to you soon okay all right bye mom she seems like a really sweet lady yeah, she's real sweet. That was that accent thing. I am like it kind of, of it kind of threw you off, didn't well, it? I was like, are they role? Is like her and my dad like role playing or something? Like, what is she's? I've never heard. Well, she that. mentioned that she was just watching telenovelas. She which, does watch those. Yeah, she loves really sad TV shows. Actually, I think maybe she just got stuck in that rhythm, you know? Yeah, just like, like watching it, and yeah, then she started like it. talking. It's like somebody is like, if you're hanging out with a friend who has an accent for a while, you kind of start mimicking for them sure. slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, hey, whatever. It happens to the best of us. I actually did that. Uh, I had a, uh, a buddy who his parents were British. Um, uh, I stayed the night at his his house in high school. One night? <laughs> the next morning you wake up, you're like, hello. Dude, dude, I hung out with them literally all day 
because we had soccer practice. Football. Uh, and then <laughs> football, exactly. <laughs> and then I spent the night, and then we spent like the, the rest of the day uh, uh, hanging out, and we were talking to his British parents, and his accent slowly started coming out. And I called my mom, and my mom's like, Bubby, <laughs> why? what's going on? Why do you sound weird? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Like, I like subconsciously, she's like, are you talking with an accent right now? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking am, am I? Sorry, I gotta go Sorry, play footy I've go and play eat some footy fish and, and uh, chips. Yeah, mum. <laughs> wow, this was in Oklahoma? In Kansas. Kansas. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but uh, Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> is there, there's Chris British is, Chris, people. Chroma Chris is from Oklahoma. That's, that's where it, you're that's getting why, Oklahoma uh, yeah. from. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's British people in Kansas? Not many. Not, not, wow. the, not unless we have anything to do with it. I got to get them. That's right. Well, get them red coats and stuff out of there. Dude, Blue I remember coats, finding red coats. I don't know were... what kind of coat they are, but get them, out, get them out of here, okay, man? I remember finding out there were Mexicans in Chicago and being like, wait, what? We made it there, too? <laughs> we made it? I don't need to buy a map. Maybe I shouldn't have dropped out is what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, I don't know the 50 states. Yeah. I can I say mean, that. Uh, like... Like, <laughs> let me rephrase. <laughs> That's such a bold statement. I don't know the fifty states, no, dude. dude. Own it, dude. I can't. I can't. I cannot name the all the capitals of the fifty states. Okay. Can you name all the fifty states? No. I can do them. Do you have like a? Uh, it's a what's song. It it's a that stupid song. Or like a, is it? It was yeah. It was like this fucking song. Like the okay. yeah. And now presenting. Joel Jimenez singing the state song. The United States, the United States. I love my country, the United States. There's Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, and Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, and Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North and South Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming, the United States, the United States, I love my country, the United States. What if I got deported mid-song? Nobody knows all those. Uh, He's definitely... uh, It's a front. He's one of them spies. Dude, that's so funny. Joel went into like... He literally closed his eyes and went into this, this... dark place of where he had to conjure all those states yeah, and dude, he I'm just freaking killed it dude that's so funny i couldn't do, do that this is what kills me about that song no rhyme scheme uh just like i i get this alphabetical okay yeah, yeah okay but like how if you're gonna teach me that song right now mm-hmm. that's a tough one i yeah they taught us in school how I, I don't many know how times did you oh my god I'm Goodness. sure we read it, like like looking at it on paper, and then also I don't know singing it. <laughs> Remix. Yeah. Yo, yo. Actually, I didn't say they only taught me. All the other kids, all the white kids, didn't have to sing it. They wanted to make sure I was integrated. We got Alabama, Arkansas, 
California, Colorado. California, Colorado. Gonna get in Delaware. Gonna get in Delaware. Yo, we this the, the remix. We the we the best. Is DJ Khaled calling in right now? We the best country. Uh, wow, DJ Khaled. I didn't know that you were such a patriot. That's right. I got all this jewelry right here. Don't play yourself. Uh, do you have any new songs coming out? I mean, we just heard your hit remix of the United States of America song. You know, we we the best, man. Be on the lookout. Don't play yourself. I got the best sneaker collection of anywhere. I'm a I'm gonna be in the pool right now, and y- just don't play yourself. Remember that. DJ Khaled, just look at me for one second, and can you acknowledge that sometimes? You're not the best. Sometimes you come up a little bit short. I mean, I hear you and all that corny shit, but we the best. DJ Khaled, it's okay. I know that you always want to be on top. I know that you want to put on this front. And so you don't have to cry, but you can. Oh, he's crying. He's crying. <laughs> DJ Khaled, just, just look at me and some. And sometimes say that together we want to be the best, but sometimes we strive and and sometimes we fail. I can't understand whenever you're you're. Psych, that's my jet ski starting up. We the best. Peace out. Okay, wow. I thought I was gonna talk to some humanity and a DJ Khaled. No, he is a cocky robot. Dude, pretty dope. <sighs> I wish I had that kind of uh, swag. From at smallaloo9 on Instagram, how many people do you have to jack it off in a day to meet your quota, and who is your favorite Kill Tony guest? Um, I try to jack it off at least four a day, um, usually close friends. Um, that's I'm looking forward to getting this podcast uh, over so that me and Jeremiah can have a uh, Ejected it off session. Ejected it off session. Um, <laughs> favorite Kill Tony guests. Fuck. Um, I like them all. They're they're all kind of cool, different dynamics. I really love. Um, it was cool having a. Um, I just realized I'm gonna paint myself into a corner. It was cool having Felipe Esparza on because he he lived in my neighborhood for a while. Um, like in Frogtown, right? Yeah, in Frogtown. Yeah, yeah, and he's talked about it like on his podcast. That was cool. I remember like asking him about it on the show um i said if you could say one word about your time in frogtown uh, what would it be and he said crack and uh <laughs> and i knew i kind of like i had talked to pat about it i'm like i think he's gonna say crack and he did it so that felt really i felt like i kind of set it up and yeah, yeah. executed it well that's a good feeling um i love ian edwards he's great um everybody's yeah everybody's cool man it's uh i like greg fitzsimmons um i don't want to start naming people because because then i'm gonna forget everyone dom dom is great um fuck yeah i i've i've it's been a real treat and like a trip meeting these people and like getting like jedi level advice as tony would say you're getting jedi level advice oh wow tony uh uh, again um didn't hear a ring but you you just called in uh how you doing tony Hi, I'm hi, I'm Tony Hinchcliffe, one of the young, best up and coming rising greatest comedians in the world. You, you know what's funny? You call into the show quite a bit and uh sometimes uh Jeremiah knows you're calling and then other times uh he doesn't. 
Well, Jeremiah is he's becoming a sniper. I would he's just a cold-blooded assassin and I believe that anything is possible. I've I've trained him in the ways of the pony and of course he knows when a call is coming from one of the best up and coming yes, greatest comedians ever. Uh have you been hanging out with DJ Khaled? <laughs> yes. Actually, we are the best and We just lost we we just lost Tony. I think he had a stroke. He, wow. he was mid thought and then he literally just froze up. That was uh that was great. Nice to hear from him though. Yeah. It's good. All right, here's the final question. Uh it's from at Missy X Martinez. Is there an inspiration or specific person you modeled your Chola impression after? Oh, that's funny. I it's just an amalgamation of girls I've like either known or seen, like family or people i've known from the neighborhood or what i've like i think it works because i know that girl like uh just it's just a mix of like it's just a mix yeah of people I, i've met along the way yeah yeah family friends people in high school i love that dude yeah yeah i i love putting real life people loosely basing them and putting them into characters that's what yeah. like grounds them makes them like real and you're like For sure. oh i know this person and you can keep like you, you it's tend such to a hit, well yeah you tend to hit less like blank spots because you're kind of just you're kind of just talking they're talking through you kind of um yeah just growing up fucking mexican i guess heck yeah dude that's it so if you want to do a good chola just grow up mexican perfect Anything do is years possible. of research anything's possible the more you know well, this concludes fanning out. Fanning out. From fans. All right. Yeah. When did you? When did you? Um. When did you know that you wanted to do stand up? Like six years ago, man. I always loved it. I thought it was impossible. And even uh, being from from LA. Yeah, dude. I didn't know there was. I didn't even know anything about the comedy scene. I grew up watching like Carlin and Comedy Central presents, and I was like, "This is like superhuman. This skill." And so I thought, like, I'll never be able to do that. And got into somehow got into theater, and through that, met a guy who got me into improv. And then doing improv, I was like, "Oh, things I say are funny. So maybe this is possible." Then I wrote for like three months and went to my first open mic. Where were you doing improv at? Uh, it's a place called Casa 101 in Boyle Heights. Um, my buddy Anthony was working backstage at a play I was doing. <laughs> I just thought of like this all like all Latino like improv group was like, hey, could we get a suggestion, fool? <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> there was some of that. Well, you said, no. Boyle, Hi- you said yeah. Boyle Heights uh, and you said Casa. Yeah, yeah anyway. Casa 101. It's like a really famous like um, community theater place in, That's awesome. in East L.A. But uh I met this guy, he was working stage crew on this play I was doing at the time, and uh, he said he he knew this guy was teaching an improv class. So basically, the teacher had gone to UCB, Second City, Groundlings, and gone as far as he could in all of those things, and he basically taught a free class based off his notes. And so we did a bunch of classes, and then had a show at the end of the class. And I did 101, and then like a more advanced one after. Wow. So yeah, it was cool. I did it for like for free. They, you know, who were some of the comics that you grew up like watching or listening to, where you're just like blown away? We're like, wow, they, yeah, these George guys. Carlin, uh, Chris Rock, um, Richard Pryor, uh, yeah, Mitch Hedberg, all those, all the like Comedy Central presents were like, yeah, I just didn't know. It seemed like a freakish skill to like, 
First, I think I thought they were just making it up too, like off the top of their head. I That's didn't what realize. a lot of people think about stand up if if they don't watch it because there was clubs like the improv or the improvisation mm-hmm. where it kind of looked like they were just going up there and that's what good stand up looks like yeah. is is that they're just like thinking of it and they're like venting about you know it's really been frustrating me yeah. lately like like that kind of setup where Natural. people are like oh wow this person is just like they're just like coming up with this off the top and they're like yeah, well for sure. it's a lot more that goes into it but that's yeah. crazy so yeah that's it 6 6 years ago i've been doing it for a bit now not not as long as others. I know it's like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but, but dude, it, it's really cool to see where you've gone. Just like even like just being friends uh, with you over the years of seeing like just like a couple years ago where you didn't have a mic, you're running up to the mic and, and starting like sometimes it would hit, sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. Hit. You having a mic on Kill Tony, you being a huge part of it, being a part of the show that people really look forward to, mm-hmm. and it it makes me raise my game too because it's yeah. like whenever you're throwing out great stuff, it's like, oh wow, like I the next thing that I have to say has to be Whoa. somewhere at that level, you know. That's how I feel about you. That's funny, man, because I think like when you'll do something, I'm like, damn, I gotta step it up. I didn't, I never thought of anybody else's like mental process throughout oh, the yeah. show. Oh yeah, it that. definitely it definitely goes all the way around because like if whenever we're all working, I, it's kind of like a Harlem Globetrotters thing where we're we're passing the ball or we're waiting or expecting the next person to shoot or or whatever yeah. like or you know, we, we don't know who's has the game ball at that moment sure. but we're like waiting on it. It's like, "Oh, whenever the game ball comes to me, I got to make this next shot yeah. because I might not get another opportunity to to do anything with it for you a You know what's bit. cool? What I've learned too recently is like learning. It used to really hurt if a joke didn't work on Kill Tony when I was new because I wanted everything well, to be like. Well, also, I feel like we develop really thick skin because Tony and Red Band, they're brutal if you mess up pretty bad. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to take is, it. It's in a good way where it's yeah. like a good learning curve where you're like, frick i gotta choose my moments more for sure other because like red band i i used to get so mad whenever he'd play the sound effects and stuff against me yeah where it'd be like i'm like yeah dude what the frick we're on the same team but it made made me stronger because i'm like oh i don't want that to happen i hate that i think it's also what people don't realize is we're all trying to survive up there like it's kind of we're all a team but also any by any means necessary for the show to be a success yeah so, so sometimes if I fail he, they got we cut each other it. we cut each other down yeah, yeah. we got to acknowledge like oh that didn't yeah. go well so like, yeah it's hard whenever you like like you're part of that or you see a buddy where you're like oh no yeah <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm gonna yeah yeah that's uh you're always hoping that your friends do well on the show oh heck yeah but you know Whatever. Yeah, most of them have some of the dude, but some of my favorite moments are when jokes don't go well, either but from myself or from my boy Patty Reagan yeah. or, or you. Like, yeah, it kills me sometimes whenever something like whenever I'm like, oh, I see how that's funny or I see where they're coming from because I know you guys and it gets nothing. And same with me. I'm like. I'll look around and you guys are dying laughing whenever one of my jokes bomb because I really just threw it out there and, and, sure. and it didn't stick like at all. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, great. For sure. So fun, It hurts dude. less now. It still sucks sometimes. But now I'm now I'm less scared to have a joke that goes Well, because you know that a good one's around the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen almost every guest 
and every and everyone have those type of jokes. Oh, for sure. Know? So this brings us to our final segment, sex talk. Oh, sex talk. Now Joel is gonna tell a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm gonna play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. So it all began when I was 12 years old. Discovering masturbation for the first times. I say times because I had tried it a couple times, but uh, never finished. I was basically just rubbing on it and... That's it, just being, just feeling slick. And this one time was different. I was like, today's the day. I had heard talk about the amazing benefits of finishing. And uh, so I went to my bathroom and got a bunch of Vaseline and put some... uh, on my body in various places. Put some on my nipples. Put a little bit uh, between my cheeks like a credit card. I think I just wanted to feel slippery, you know? I thought slippery felt sexy as a 12, as a 12 year old, I was like. And uh, just started jerking it. Uh, right when I got, I was like, this is it. We're going to finish this time. Got close to the feeling. You know, you start feeling it bubble up. Started bubbling up real good. And uh, it was so intense when I finally climaxed. That I thought I broke something. And I honestly remember thinking, oh no, I have gone too far. And uh, I think my mom heard me maybe make some sort of scared noise. And she was like, Joel, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just going to take a shower. And then after that, it was on like Donkey Kong. And the next time my parents left the house, I was like, it's masturbation time. And I've been chasing that first feeling ever since. Did you really put Vaseline everywhere? Yeah, memories are weird. I don't I I think I don't know if it's like an amalgamation of thoughts, but I do remember like I wanted to feel like I, I remember like just as a 12 year old being like, what is sexy? What does sexy feel like? And like, uh, just like, yeah, not, not knowing and like, not, yeah, I don't know. Just like figuring out my body, I guess. And like wanting to feel whatever, like, like horniness felt like, I guess. I didn't know what the fuck it was. So I was like, oh yeah, like this is. That's so funny that you're like, slippery is sexy or smooth is sexy. Yeah. It's I wonder, still, like, like, I wonder if something in media, you know what I mean? Like something I was like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the first things I would like. Back then, it was just like your memory or like thoughts. I didn't have like any magazines. Dude, the Spank Bank was strong and open <laughs> and the, open the twenty four seven. Strong with this one. The Spank Bank is strong with this one. But yeah, so I just thought I don't know. I put it. I put the power like, of the Spank Bank. Exactly. I think we know like our or is it erogenous zones? We know like the things on us that like who who is who is the the who's your teen heartthrob or who is the girl that was your damn. go was your go to in the spank bank whenever you were a teenager? Dude, I don't remember. I I um, do you want to know mine my list? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, I used to have this binder. Binders full of women. It was a binder full of cutouts. Wow. From uh, my sister's 17 magazine. Wow. And different places. <laughs> and it was such a creepy way of keeping a collection. And they were all fully clothed yeah, or in like sure. bikinis yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. And uh, because uh, I didn't start jerking off until I was like 17 and a half. Uh-huh. So I was very innocent. Wow. So I had this binder. And uh, so this is who was who was in the binder. It was literally like, like a hidden, it was like hidden underneath my oh, bed, no. and right I would take it to would the bathroom. It would be like a, oh, your be detrimental, detrimental. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was uh, Mandy Moore, mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson, Britney Spears, <sighs> Christina Aguilera. I'm starting to see a type. Uh, yeah, right. Very specific for Jeremiah, yeah, for sure. Kansas Jeremiah back in the wow. day at that time, and uh, I think maybe some. Victoria's Secret models at that time or something yeah, like yeah. that. Damn. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't remember specifics, man. I do remember getting in trouble and having to go to the principal's office in Catholic school because I had a picture of like J-Lo on my binder. It was like a magazine cover she had done with a white like um, boa. And I guess because, you know, magazine covers have like words on them. It said like sex. And so they caught me with this and they took me to the principal's office and they made me cry in front of my mom. And I was like, that like kind of fucked me up. Now I'm like, I didn't. She wasn't naked. It was like it was like kind of just a natural thing for a teen, like a 12 year old boy to be into. I had a calendar of Marvel characters Uh on my wall. Yeah. And I flipped to like the May month and it was. The black cat character from okay. Spider-Man, which yeah. is a busty, like a very busty woman in this like black outfit with like uh, a Zorro kind of mask yeah. and like white hair. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Dude, my dad ripped up that picture wow. and was like, get this off. I don't want this trash in my house. And was like, thoughts, dude. wow, okay, well, yeah. th- this is definitely not causing me to be healthy <laughs> yeah that, yeah <laughs> you know now that I, mean? I look back i'm like man the principal and my mom like kind of just shaming me for this thing like it was kinda, like a different way to handle it there's different yeah. ways and i look back now and i'm like it wasn't even it was pretty mild no nothing was it wasn't porn there were kids bringing fucking porn to school in their backpacks and i was like just like had a fucking whatever yeah was, i think i think jolena is calling back in hey what's up fool so uh jolena um when you jacked guys off, uh, do they ever say, I've gone too far? Yeah, but usually, like, it's because they're married and, like, they're worried, like, their wives might find out, eh? Like, they definitely crossed that line, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm not a fucking rat, eh? And, like... But you're okay with being that woman, the other woman? Um, 
Yeah, it's called Sancha, first of all. I'm alright being a Sancha, alright? It's like, fuck on me. We don't love them hoes, and hoes are men also. Alright, Jolene, thanks for calling back in. That's right, eh? Peace. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug coming up or anything like that? Uh, we're going to Phoenix soon. I don't know when this... Well, this probably won't be out before that, but... Uh, this will be out right after Phoenix. Okay, cool. Um, just uh, kill Tony and uh, fo- follow me on Instagram. Man. I- I'm mostly sorry. That's probably my most active. I'm on Twitter at the same thing. Um, I really appreciate you guys caring about anything I do. Uh, so I'm really happy to have uh, the support of, of uh, everybody that's like listens to us every week. And... Um, yeah, that's it, man. I'm just really grateful. Um, but follow me. I, I put everything up on, on my Instagram. So if you're interested. Yeah, and Joel's involved in a lot of cool projects right now. There's like uh there's some baby boys tracks that are coming out soon. Uh there's gonna be the Reagan Watkins album that there's uh that, that Joel's playing on um yeah. coming up. Yeah, Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys on Spotify. I don't think a lot of people know that I play drums on that. It's a full band record. So if you go to Spotify or YouTube, just put Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys, that's me playing drums. Yeah, and you'll have heard uh at least one of the songs in the intro. So there Hell you yeah, go. Dude. Love you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Love you too, man. Thank you for having me.